Oh, can we join Alan in? Because he's trying to call me and it's exactly the same thing as last month. How do I get Alan in on this? Yeah, I suppose we better. He is driving the bus next time, so we should probably get him on. Yeah, please, for crying out loud, for crying out loud, let him join in. <laughs> See, now I've got the Vinger bus to, uh, to the uh, Geordie bus instead to the theme of the Vinger bus. Yeah. God. The Geordie bus is coming and it stinks on Yuki Brown Ale. Windows are all broken. I need to go anywhere near We need the remix of that. I'm very sorry that I need to hear that now. Welcome to the Conquistadors. Tonight, the Conquistadors celebrates the final WCW pay-per-view with WCW Greed. Making their way to the ring tonight, the dark-faced gremlin, Phil Doyle, Buff Cameron Phillips, Bam Bam Ewan Taylor, and Geordie Allen Milburn. Only tonight on the Conquistadors. Right, Al, are you in the bath? Uh, no. Have you had your dinner? No. Are you <laughs> having it right now? Yeah, it's coming out in about half an hour. Yes! <laughs> what is it Man. tonight, Al? Lasagna tonight. Lasagna? Oh, where's the lasagna from? Um, Aldi. Hey. Oh wow! Hey. An Aldi I'll lasagna. Choice, but there you go. All right. I thought you'd be. Well, I was going to say I thought you bought it from Cranston's, but it won't be bloody open. So. No. Um, yeah. What did Kevin say? He said food didn't. He? I think it was his first pick. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. I thought it was either going to be just off the bus, but where are you going to go? Um, <laughs> you could have been going to Aldi to get the lasagna, and this is him coming home. <laughs> I think there's about 17 Aldis in Carlisle itself, so you're, you're never more than like a stone's throw away. It's weird how they open them so close to there, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like why have you bothered? <laughs> we've got like we've got an Aldi, and then literally around the corner there's a Tesco, and then there's a, a little about two minutes up the road from that. Then yeah. Asda's out in the border zone. Wow, there's an Aldi little within like five minutes walk from my mum's house. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Christ alive. <laughs> what, what, what a time to be on Earth. What a time to be alive. You can't have an empty building these days without Aldi taking it over. <sighs> They're like pound shops were 10 years ago. Pretty much. Really, yeah, it was either pound shops or bookies, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm resisting making the joke about Germans invading again because, well, Aldi is a German company. That is true. That is true, yeah. This is, this is the start. I think I made a German joke in front of all of our people in the world since someone was young. <laughs> oh dear! No, I, had a great, I had a great bit because it was at Christmas and there was um, like a German market in the main bit of town. Uh-huh. And I had this great bit about how they were kind of treating Debenhams like uh, Czechoslovakia. They're going to go through there and then you know down the high street to get oh to cracking. Oh. It was a great, great little bit of comedy. Oh my god! And we sat in a pub and I didn't realise the person on the table next over from us was one of the people from my dad from a nursery who looks after my son every day. Ta-da. Oh dear God! Yeah. Oh, your name's and on then, a special list now. No, no, it was because um, there was that. There was uh, we we just bought our house, our first house. I went to the pub to celebrate, and I bought, and in a fit of sheer exuberance, bought a bottle of uh, Magnus. 
celebrate. And I arrived, I looked at my watch, and it was um, quarter to five, and the nursery kicked out at five o'clock. All right. And it was a quarter of an hour walk to get to the nursery from where we were in town. <laughs> so I was like, well, I spent three pounds, whatever it was, in this magazine. I'm going to drink it. So I slammed the Magnus down, walked, stumbled up the, the, the street, and was like, on the, on the, give me my son, stinking a cider. <laughs> so there was that. There was them wow. seeing me... Um, the German bit in the pub and then we were on a works night out and I got drunk and tried to climb on a JTB where they were doing some works in town <laughs> and some of the nursery saw me doing that so like all these three things happened in about about a six month cycle right yeah so, so the, the reputation you have in your local area of being the drunkard that came to the nursery to pick up his kids is entirely unfounded then yeah, well yeah that was ten years ago so it's all fun, it's all fun ten now. years ago you've recovered since yeah, it's he fine. drives the JCB when he's out on a drink exactly <laughs> uh, fair enough um I've not embarrassed myself at the new nursery yet, so. Oh, fair time. Okay. Well, you time. Had to, I know it's you had to move. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, well, we moved nurseries because we moved somewhere else. But uh, that's by the by. The point by, is, by the by, by the by, yeah. The point is, it's all fine. I'm still, I'm still allowed to have both my kids. Well, that's always good. That's always good. As long that's as it's not taken away. It's always a bonus, that isn't it? Yeah, that was always a bonus when you you know the the, the social, so you're allowed to keep your kids. Yeah, it's yeah. always. You know what? You can keep them. I don't think anyone else is yeah, taking. To be fair, but them. you're fine. You're okay. We don't mind you having responsibility for them. Yeah, it's okay. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another question for Al, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Have you actually watched this show? Uh, yeah. All of it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Call, well, you call, call me crazy, but I'm not convinced. I discovered that all I had to do was watch 30 seconds at the end because they just tell you what happened in the whole <laughs> Yeah, there is, there is bit, I was going to put that is on my notes. There is a bit of a sort of time filler highlights package at the end. <laughs> I could have just watched that. I, I didn't know that was on. Anyway. Oh, yes. So, no, well, yeah, so Al's watched the 30 second recap at the end. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I admit, I've watched the edited, edited version of it. Got, to be no, fair, I, I think. I think that's how we're mostly watching wrestling these days. <laughs> the well, yeah. um, I'll give everyone a heads up from the start, by the way, that uh, when I, this, this is the first wrestling show that um, Kyle sat with me to watch the whole thing. Oh, boy. What yeah, a lucky no. child. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm still allowed to keep him. It's fine. The social state is fine. <laughs> um, and he, I, I've got occasional notes about um, Kyleisms that he nice. observed. Good yeah, sure. forward to this. I'll interject <laughs> with Kyleisms. Did he watch any of the uh, any WrestleMania? Yes. What What was the opinion of the WrestleMania in the empty building? I would probably say it was about <laughs> as good as they could possibly do, considering the circumstances. <sighs> it was weird. Really it was really weird. Yeah, but it's the best they could have done. I here's the, the, the length of my WrestleMania watching. I watched the sort of intro video went. This went on too long. Then it kept going. Then it kept going. Then I saw Gronkowski, then I turned it off. The intro video was stupid as anything. Yeah. Oh, what, the pirate thing? Yeah. With the voiceover. That? that was so obviously what the original video was supposed to oh, be. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was meant to be like a whole pirate theme, I think. Pirate themed Tampa Bay thing going on. I mean, yeah. oh, you so just imagine a... the set, couldn't you? Imagine the big pirate ship on the, on the top of the ramp. Oh. Yeah, it must have been. It must have been a pirate. Well, it was amazing. Yeah. Well, it was kind of. Like, did, they did not do that like maybe 10 years ago with something. It was they all walked out of some structure. I think in New Orleans where they walked out of like a giant like carnival head or something. Yeah, it was the, the Mardi Gras. What was it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I thought the Fernhouse match was a brilliant 
um, postmodern critique of John Cena's career. You're being very kind at all. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was, I was good I for it was that piece. <laughs> genuinely did. I thought like to, to have to, to have somebody let their career be torn apart like John Cena did was very brave. It's John and, Cena, so it doesn't really matter because he's John Cena. Yeah, but he's he's gone forever. He's vanished into the funhouse. So that I really liked. The funhouse was, you know, biker taker doing biker taker things. Basically, yeah. Well, was it not like because it was like pre-filmed and they could like obviously refilm bits that cocked up? Do you not think it was like the best Undertaker match at WrestleMania for about the last <laughs> eight years, years or something? <laughs> I mean, when was, Undert- when was Undertaker's last great match at a WrestleMania? I'd say probably uh, uh, 26. 26, punk. I was going to say, yeah. Oh, Punk. Oh, yeah, I would say, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Punk oh, at 29. Right, yeah, okay. Punk at I'll 29, give I'll give you that. Right, uh-huh. so it's been a good seven years Yeah. since we've had a decent um, Undertaker match at WrestleMania. And to be fair, I think the Boneyard match was fantastic for that. Yeah, apparently the um, the bit we cut his arm was a mistake, but he kept it in because it made it better, if that makes sense. Oh, the bit where his arm bleeds? Yeah, when he, when he smashed the window, like he didn't, uh-huh. didn't, it was a genuine like accident when he cut his arm. But they were like, oh, we'll just keep it in because it, look, it look, makes the whole thing better. So I had flashbacks to when Goldberg did that to a limo in WCW and like cut his arm that bad he was off for months. Yeah, he tore, <laughs> um, he tore two tendons in his arm, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and that, that was punching cool. Right out. They were going to put a, like, a fake window. We said, no, no, just punch the real one. It'll be fine. Uh, that didn't work out well. No. Nothing works out well for Goldberg Reed, does it? Let's be honest with Well, WWE really? in general. Yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking of. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were getting there. We were getting there. Um, yeah. the, 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 there's no Goldberg in this, obviously. But, no. uh, <laughs> oh, so was it? I, I'm just going to go there. There is a quote in it that's something like, uh, was it? Goldberg will never appear on WCW television again. Uh, how could you have possibly seen that in the 30 seconds you watched? And how right they were. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That's a good point. It's, yeah. probably the, it's probably the only example, as we'll see later on, of WCW living up to a stipulation. Oh. <laughs> um, but never mind. Anyway, uh, yeah. I think it was you that chose this, wasn't it? Nope. No, it was me. Oh, was it Phil? All right, no, okay, me, yeah. Phil. Yeah. So well, why, t- Phil, did you choose WCW Greed 2001? Because you were going to pick at you and you didn't. Uh, Cameron, sorry. Yeah. Um, I didn't do anything. Why am I getting bleed for things I, I didn't do? Yeah, you, you and got better taste. Cameron was going to pick either the Royal Rumble 2000 or this. And we went yes. to the Royal Rumble 2000. And I thought, you know what? I want to do a WCW one. Because it was like, was it like Heaven and Hell where you picked like the, ter- the, the best yeah, it and was, the worst? It was, you can either have a good one or a bad one. Because obviously the, the problem we've got sometimes with this podcast is we like to pick good pay-per-views, but then there's not really much sort of comedy thing because we're all sort of busy going, this is amazing. <laughs> Whereas if we go the opposite way and we do a terrible pay-per-view, it's a really pain in the arse to watch, but it does mean we all get comedy mileage out of it. more entertaining. So I thought, you know yeah. what? I'm not letting that one get away. Let's do the last... WCW yeah. pay view. And we also kind of we kind of did the first one with Starcade. Yeah, I was going to say we did the Starcade eighty three, didn't we? A little yeah. while ago, well, a little while, like a year ago or something, more than eighteen months, two years ago. But the yeah, last, probably a year ago. Did it in the last decade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. last decade, all shows from the last decade. Anyway, um, so. Um, <laughs> Coliseum is lit up for 
plane. And it's great to have you with us. We are, um, as we say, in Jacksonville, Florida, on March the 18th, 2001. Yeah. We are Sorry, eight. You might have to edit this bit out. Can anyone hear anything on my end? Like, No. no I can hear sorry. you. Should we no. be hearing you? Nothing, no. No. No, sorry, the hamster's out, and I just want to know whether I should move. <laughs> <laughs> He's on his wheel. If no one can hear it, Is he rolling around his wee wheel? Yeah. Did anyone yeah. else Aww. see that coming? Because I didn't. No, I didn't. See, I, I don't think hamster was ever going to be mentioned. <laughs> I did not. Think. Well, maybe ex hamster, but not a real hamster. And we all got like pets and things nearby because I've got my cat nearby. Uh, my dogs with flower. No, they're downstairs. Well, right, I okay. that little flash still on his wheel, and you keep going. That's the pet roundup then. Um, <laughs> the, everyone's favourite section of the podcast when we talk about the pets. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, WCW Greed, 2001. Yes. As I was saying, Jacksonville, Florida, Florida. March the 18th, 2001. We are eight days away from the last ever Nitro and the WWF sale board through. This is on March 18th? Yep. This is, yeah, March the 18th, 2001. WCW is bought on March 23rd, and the last Nitro airs on the 27th. In the 26th. It's the last Nitro. I think I got written down three times. Apologies for that. Two, two, two nitros after this. Yeah, he's got. You, the, the, yeah. The, you've only got two more nitros after this. You've got the the next nitro, the next night after this pay per view, and then the yeah, one the week yeah. after, and that's it. Which was the, the uh, Vince's bought the whole world. Episode. Yes, uh, we'll get to the whole. You know, the, yeah. you know, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has a crowd of uh, five thousand and thirty. Which is looks like that many the depths that WCW had fallen to in this final year the fact they could still pull 5,000 people was impressive but then you look at the arena and go oh yeah yeah I was just kind of looking up the the actual capacity of the Jacksonville Memorial Coliseum Um, I can't actually find that a wee minute I wish I kind of looked it up at the moment capacity is listed as 10,276 but that is now so I don't, know right. I don't know if it's been extended in the meantime. Yeah, probably. Um, so I'm not sure. I don't uh, know, but you can see like some sections of that are like proper, like the opposite of the ramp, like that kind of side of the ring. It's like like the whole top section just looks completely empty. Yeah, and I swear, like uh, the first row seems really far back from the ring. I think that it, was just to perhaps just, give the effect of there are people there. <laughs> Because it looks like they could easily get like another row in between the the, the ring and where they where that front row is. It seems really, you know, because like you always think about the kind of attitude era kind of time, and like the crowd always seems like right on top of the I ring. I think it's quite it, it's about half full. Let's put it that way. Um, not exactly so, hanging from the rafters. Not so much. No, I think no. Um, we are not exactly sort of like amazingly fantastically. Yeah, um, it opens with a Steiner versus DDP package. That's your main event of the evening. Um, the whole storyline seems to be that as tough as Steiner is, if DDP hits the cutter, that's it, it's over. That was like every single DDP thing, though, wasn't it? If it's Pretty much, yeah. That was the, yeah. DDP had the most lethal finishing move in all of wrestling for a good year or so, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that the cutter was going to do anyone in. Um, and also, but I, I've got to say as well, when it opens up with the uh, the new WCW logo, it's a terrible logo. What the ah yeah the kind of like sort of 
weird spread crime. out thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just this is the weird era of WCW where they were trying to go through with their sort of evolution into this. I'm not sure if they're trying to get away from you know we are the old school to sort of we're trying to be new school, but at the same mm. time we're going to keep things the way they are. It feels like and, rebranding. Yeah, and there's a lot well, of talk on the show of the future and youth and that sort of thing, which doesn't really like. There's, they talk a lot about oh, we've got the youth and you know there's a lot of future and like young stars coming up, but mm-hmm. not across the entire cards. No question about that. Lobbying for in WCW is about opportunity, and the WCW promoters are giving Wee Wee and this young man Jet. An opportunity here to go one-on-one tonight. Well, when you think about it, what, like, all the people that have kind of been holding WCW to ransom over the last sort of two or three years have kind of gone. You know, yeah. Scott Hall's gone, Nash is gone, fairly recently, mind. Um, still all under contract, though, aren't they? Yeah, they're all still under contract, but yeah. they're not, like, appearing on the show on a regular basis or be, you know, working there. Do you see, like, uh, Steiner's basically killed them all, essentially? Essentially, yeah, that seems to be the storyline that Steiner has basically killed all the high earners of WCW. Yeah. Yeah. All the top guys in the country. Killed basically all the marquee names. Yeah. Scott Steiner and Ewell Brennan, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did we get that reference? No. <laughs> you they call themselves the Magnificent Seven. Oh, right, okay. Oh, there we go, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. There's, I was uh, a bit of a bit, I was like, Ewell Brennan, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did, um, uh, did Steiner do uh, songs from the King and I? I don't remember that. In the... um, oh, <laughs> I want to put a past him in his promo, to be fair, but yeah. Yep. Um, our opening contest is... Oh, what an opener it is. Oh, uh, oh, 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 it's a bonus match. Yes, it's an unscheduled match. Was it, that was advertised it would have sold the arena out. <laughs> <laughs> they, would have, they would have had that extra 5,000 completely. Yeah, would have turned up for these two. This is... Um, Jason Jet versus Kwee Yeah, No clue and no clue. Um, Jason Jet is the former Easy Money from ECW. ECW, yeah. I thought I'd seen him before. Yeah. I love his hair, by the way. Oh, his hair is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Kwee uh, is. I, I have no idea. We're talking about his hair, yeah. Didn't it, I think it went down. Was it like. um? Is it the aliens from Babylon 5? I think, if it, in effect, he's balding and he has to kind of comb it up the way <laughs> to hide it. I'm sure it's Babylon 5. I, mean, I might have to tweet that afterwards, but I'm sure there's some aliens from some sci-fi TV show that have got hair similar to what he has when he strides out in his, uh, in his pink trousers at the start of the show. Yeah, but, I mean, you've got Kwee with his pink trousers and his comb up you can't really even call it a comb over it's a comb up comb up yeah yeah. and you've got Jason Jett who can't really seem to decide whether he's got wearing trunks or just that trousers that as well because weird they're kind of chap things weird kind of chap things going on it's like yeah. why what I've never seen any wrestler in my life wear that kind of gear yeah no. it was very um different yeah yeah a little bit um, they, I mean, to be fair to them, though, they kick it off into pretty, you know, this is a pretty pacey start when they get going. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I really, I thought the match went a little too long. At one point, I thought the end here, that was a really good match, but they kept on going for another few minutes where I don't think it was happened. about 12 minutes. It is long? 12, yeah. minute, 12 minutes, 17 seconds. Hmm. 
I was I was quite enjoying it at one point. It's like dive to the outside. There's like standing moonsaults on the, on each other. It's it's not a, it's not a bad opener, is it? Well, I think it's fine. Is the two of them were given an opportunity, and the pair of them mm-hmm. tried best to you know get something over. Yeah, and yeah. I think that kind of like you know the kind of cruiserweight high flying mm-hmm. style that's basically become like the default style these days, isn't it? And at this time as well, WCW were using the cruiser rates as basically window dressing of saying, hey, come for the cruiser rates, but stay for the horrible book storylines. <laughs> yeah. But well, they, had, that yeah, they had the talent, they had the young guys, they had the room studios, etc. And they, their main selling point at this point was, hey, we've got the cruiser rates, we've got the future of wrestling. Come see this, where they'll yeah. be on Nitro for 20 seconds, but then you get a 45 minute Hulk Hogan promo about the inside of his asshole or something. I don't know. <laughs> Hogan's not there then. <laughs> Nope, that's true yeah, as well. Hogan's, Hogan's gone. gone. But then, um, I say they, they talk a lot about like the, about you know the, about the veteran wrestlers and the, they got the you know, the talent for the future and that kind of thing. Mm. I think they, they clearly learned that they can't rely on those. <coughs> excuse me, they can't rely on the old guys because no. they're not what drove uh, the company to where it was. If only they'd realised that would be a couple of years before that. Yeah, the thing, <laughs> they realised this like in you know ninety nine, ninety eight kind of time. They might have been might have still been a company. Who knows? I might yeah. admit this, but where was Sting? Sting Up in the was... <laughs> I don't know if it said anywhere where he was or if he was injured or a storyline or anything like that. Um, I don't God. know. No. Okay. Well, I'll do some research. He can't really have been injured because he wrestled Flair yeah, like God. sort of just over a week later for the final Nitro. Huh. Well, maybe unless it was a sort of injury that he you know, it was a minor one. He took a knock or something like that. Um, it's got on the on his page. Steiner attacked an injured Sting in November two thousand. Sting stayed off the uh, program until the final episode of Nitro in March twenty six two thousand one. So yeah, yeah, written out somehow. <laughs> written out by Steiner. Steiner lined him. Steiner 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 lined him. Written him. Written in him. Written in him. What? Steiner liner. Steiner linering him. Steiner liner. Steiner linering. Is this Jim Ross's, Jim Ross's fault? Well, Jim Ross's fault. Because why would you even call it a Steiner line? Just call it a clothesline or a lariat. But it's not. Because then it's not. It's a Steiner line. Steiner lining. Steiner lining. Has anyone ever heard of the Steiner line song that they created? That you got Steiner lined. Do you want your first Kyleism of the night, by the way? Yeah, oh, let's yeah. go for it. Um, Kyle took one look at Kiwi and went, "Is he a type of fruit?" <laughs> well, he could well be. Those, <laughs> could those trousers. I mean, well, Jesus. Yep. There's hot pink, and then there's hot pink. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But there you go. Um, that's that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, you know, I think the only kind of bit that didn't really work was that there was a really nasty looking top rope Hurricane Rana. Oh, There's a look. You know what was going on with that spot? Yeah, it seemed like a power bomb that that they kind of halfway oh, through. Yeah. This isn't working. We need to head first. Yeah, yeah. yeah this, this looked brittle. 
Was there not it's, one point as well where uh, is it Kiwi takes like uh, Jason Jett's hair and literally just kind of like grabs his hair and pulls his the entire body by his hair over the top rope? <laughs> yeah. And you're like kind of going, that's a little bit rough. That seems mm, probably not going to be. That's a little bit aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think he'll be thanking you later for that one. No. Um, yeah. This is uh, this is like a decent enough match. It's not. It goes on as we said a little bit long. But, but if it was maybe like, like two or three minutes shorter, it would be a little bit better. Yeah, but it's like like I say, it's a decent opener with two guys. You know, yeah. probably wouldn't normally been on the card. Get get an opportunity. Um, and it's, uh, it, it, it's it's there's a common theme running through most of the matches tonight. Of every this is like smacks of a company that's trying to chuck everything at the wall, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then because they kind of know that the end is possibly nigh, and they need to sort of like put on as best a show as they possibly can yeah. it's almost like this show was an advertisement saying hey WWF hi <laughs> well, well maybe some kind of things that way. I think all that is kind of summed up by the kid in the crowd who's holding up a Goldberg sign upside down <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that in, that in many ways Oops. sums up WCW this era <laughs> well yeah <laughs> but who wins is it um, Jason Jett takes the win doesn't he yeah uh, yeah Jason Jett uh, right. plays right. possum sort of thing oh I don't like that spot Cam yes I did like that spot he plays possum the crowd are well aware of it but oh when he, when he, uh, he silences the crowd and lies down again yeah 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 he kind of like so he's doing like an Eddie Guerrero thing of basically you know going shh to the crowd and all this kind of stuff uh-huh. and then Kiwi uh, misses the uh, I think it's an elbow and then um Jets, Jason Jets' finisher just seems to be throwing somebody. It's just a suplex. He <laughs> just lets him go halfway through. That's it. He's like, oh, look at that devastating, just throwing someone over his shoulder. And then he it's gets like, the pin call that way. It's like, um, did it, uh, there was um, a gif or a video last night tweeted by one of the WWE things on Twitter of a, of a Beverly Brothers finisher move. Oh, the Beverly Bomb. Where they just like, one guy just throws a guy up in the air, the other guy just gets his it's head like, and just like throws... Pulls it down to the no, it's not. He just grabs his head out of mid air and pushes it onto the mass. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> Around. It's like it's it's not even that. It's he just like he, he killed a man. Basically, is what I'm saying. He killed a man on, <laughs> in the middle of the ring. Well, the genius wasn't going to write a poem about that, was he? It would be writing some kind of you know funeral dirge for him. I would have thought. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, are we moving on? <laughs> well, yeah, From, the crowd uh, ranger though, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, everyone's in it. There's nothing, there's nothing offensively bad about this opening match. It's I was thinking, like, I say, apart from the minute, it's a tiny touch too long. I don't know if it's me being susp- suspicious, but did the crowd seem suspiciously noisy during the whole match? <laughs> oh, what are you trying to say, Phil? I don't know. Oh, are we trying to say there's been a bit of filtering going on here? I'm not sure. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. Okay. Well, it's a bit of a gamble opening a pay per view with two guys the crowd haven't got much a connection with. I mean. I, I don't know what's what's the one equivalent of opening a pay per view with like a bonus match that wasn't even advertised or had no feud or anything. I don't, I don't know. Like anything in WWE, you know. I mean, like, uh, you know, the attitude there. You probably would have chucked in what Al Snow and I don't know, Hardcore Holly would have been the opening. Oh, well, because that was the attitude era. Yeah. But it's, uh, Nah, you'd, you'd, have, you'd have like you'd have like Thrasher versus Funaki or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually like to see that match. <laughs> That'd be cool. That's what you would have. You know what? I just tried to tag you guys in that tweet from the with that Beverly Brothers move, and it's been deleted. Because <laughs> 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 they don't want you to see the Beverly Brothers. If you yeah. want to watch it, go to Survivor Series '91. There you go. All right, we'll do. Um, next up, we have the. 
final of the WCW Cruiserweight Tag Team Tournament yeah, to crown your first champion. These titles will be around for a while, Cam. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, <laughs> peak, peak WCW awarding a brand new title on your last review. It does seem a bit Ouch. ambitious to go for that. Like, you know what? We'll have two tag team belts. Yeah, it's a bit like kind of go. Oh, look, Japan have got like, the junior heavyweight tag team titles. Let's do that kind of yeah. idea. You know, we, um, we get a promo that there's like a tournament, and we see lots of jumping around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, the matches look quite cool. You know, led yeah. up to it. You all know, kinds and, of shenanigans going on. There's people flying everywhere. There's like legs going all over the place. Yeah, we see all but that in the promo. What's the, the wrestling uh, like? The finalists come out. Finalists being the team of uh, Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio. Yeah, filthy animals. animals. Filthy animals. Yeah, versus Prime Time and uh, Romeo. Kid Romeo, yeah. Kid Romeo, thank you. Yeah, Skipper and Kid Romeo, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. match went started at about a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. I don't think, it, I don't think it ever slows down from a thousand no. miles an hour. No. Well, you've got Mysterio obviously comes up without the mask on, which yep. is... Uh, well, he's got this weird Phantom of the Opera-style mask, hasn't he? Yeah, it's... And I thought he was going to wrestle in it, but no, he took it off. No. Um, I'm sure I've heard Ray talking about that, or maybe Chris Jericho or someone like that, about, like, why would you take the mask off Ray Mysterio? If only for the merchandising opportunities. Yeah, he just doesn't look the same. It looks like a totally different wrestler. It's so weird, see, because he's wearing jeans as well. It just looks like... Yeah, yeah just like... No, he's, he's wearing some sort of weird kind of corduroy baggy pant thing going oh, on I don't know right. what it was that was the style of the time wasn't it we were all wearing it, them it looks like that. it's got that kind of like shiny material like sofas were made out of in the 1980s <laughs> <laughs> you Maybe know like your mum and dad's sofa I used to Maybe kind of like it was, used to kind of rub it and it would go a different colour <laughs> and then you rubbed it back the other way and it would go shiny again Right, back to the sofa, Cameron. <laughs> yeah, right, back, back to the, back, yeah, back, away from the, yeah, the DFS sale. Uh, there's a little mention <clears throat> of uh, AJ Styles and commentary. I think he mm-hmm. must have been involved in the tag team at some point. Yeah, uh, uh, I missed that. Yeah, no, they kind of meant... Uh, what they're called, air, air raid or something. Is that raw? What they're called? Yeah, because... What, that sounds when he, right. When he was in WCW, it was air styles, yeah. Yeah. Air and styles. then um, they also oh. mentioned that it's been five years since Ray started in WCW, which seems bonkers. Yeah, and he's lost his mask in that time. Well done, WCW. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, obviously these days you think of Ray being at, you know, his WWE career is the biggest thing. So, you know, five years at WCW, that's, that's quite a long time. It's, well, yeah, he was, he was in it a fair while. I mean, how long was he in ECW? Not that long. Uh, not long, maybe a year, 18 months tops. He was snapped up really quickly. Yeah, so it seems like, Wait. you know, a big chunk of his career there. I, I, it, it seems weird I didn't realise he was there that long. Yeah, he was just... Um, yeah, I'm trying to think because ECW wasn't even going that long in the nineties. It was only about four years ECW yeah. hit, like any kind of like major television deal. And I think, but even that, it wasn't extreme. It was Eastern Championship wrestling. It was Eastern yeah, Championship. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was only ECW when Shane Douglas won the title. Yeah. Once they get going, there's like people flying off the top rope. There's arm drags off the ramp. There's a double dive off the ramp. Yeah, yeah, that bit where just literally just Kidman and Mysterio run across the the, the top of the entrance ramp and just dive off. Yeah, <laughs> the two of them, you know, the two other guys. Um, do you want your your second Kyleism of the night? Let's oh, go, yes, please. Um, he was looking at Kid Romeo and went, "Why have they employed Discount Rock?" Oh. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I know. He's, no, I know, I know. Does he remember how um, Rey Mysterio lost his mask? 
to Kevin Nash, wasn't it? Yep. It was I'm after it was the, really like, stupid. Oh, I'll read the bit from Wikipedia, Phil. You'll enjoy it. In 1989, oh. after the two factions of the NWO reformed, they demanded that the Latino world order disband. Mysterio refused to take off his LWO colors and was attacked by the NWO as a result. This led to a match at Super Brawl 9, where Mysterio and tag partner Conan lost in a hair versus mask match against Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, forcing Mysterio to remove his mask. Go WCW booking! Well, why would you do it? Is this to make no sense? Nope. Because literally, as soon as he turns up in WWE, he's got a mask back on, hasn't he? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They reset him right from the get-go. I don't think he even approached the idea of them losing his mask in because WWE, as much as I dislike them greatly, they're not done when it comes to merchandising. Yeah. Well, even though, like he was feuding with um, Jericho, he tried to steal the mask, but he had like another mm-hmm. mask on him, didn't he? Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they, yeah. Why would you like lose that revenue stream? It makes no sense. I don't know. Because you're WCW. Because you're yes. Vince Russell, man. <laughs> and, and you're losing about $25, $30 million a year. <laughs> well, true. Maybe those um, ray masks, they could have plugged the gap. Well, possibly, yeah. I mean, there was, like, kids were gagging to buy them. We've got to look this up. Is Russo still there at this moment in time? No. Me and no, Phil we, were talking about this we before you came in. Charge, then? We, um, yeah, uh, Russo had gone in November 2000. So he's still there at this point? I mean, at this point, or the point where Rio lost his mask? I think he was um, well, Russo, Russo left the company in November out. 2000 okay so I don't know who's in charge booking this one but I mean, I'd assume like if, if like doesn't always tend to be like Flair like if someone gets sacked like Flair gets it until the the proper person comes in yeah pretty much I'd probably I'll be back one second guys okay well I've got me lasagna just so like yourself I think basically, like the match is, it's just like spot, 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 spot. Mm-hmm. Ray flying around, people doing shooting star presses to the outside. <laughs> yeah, but the um, yeah, lots of pins being broken up. But then I think it's actually a really good finish. I really like the finish. It's uh, Ray does a dive onto Romeo who catches him. Yep. Does his um, whatever his finisher was called. The last kiss. That was it, and then pins him. Was it a snowplow? Well, it looked like a snowplow, wasn't it? It's Mr. Plow. I'll snowfinish it. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, I don't know. It might have been, yeah, actually. Yeah, now you mention it. Like, when he catches Ray, I was like, oh, I was like, proper, like, I did a proper kind of like, oh, when he caught him. Yeah. Because Ray's moving at some pace, and, like, you can see him wobble when he he lands on him, but he holds him, puts him down, pins him, boom, we got a new tactic. We got, well, not new. new. Oh, we do. It's technically, well, te- technically yeah, well, first... yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the first ever, and I would imagine only the first WCW last. Cruiserweight Tag Team Championship. <laughs> well, well, first and last question mark. While we're discussing uh, new no. champions, uh, I just want to say, Howard Finkel, damn it. Oh, oh yeah. Why? Why him? Didn't mention the thing, did we? How sad that was. <sighs> I was absolutely gutted when I read that. What a day that was of wrestling. Oh, jeez, I know. That's pretty oh. crap. No, it's pretty yeah. crap. Yeah. It's just a feel a bit. Um, I think I wouldn't be going out on a limb by saying this was the best match on the show. Um, Certainly the best so far. For wrestling, anyway? I'd say the best so far, yeah. For pure out-and-out wrestling, then yeah, I'd say so, probably. Yeah. Um, I think it's a high bar for the rest of the card to try and get up to. Thanks <laughs> very much. Just, uh, I, I've just looked it up, by the way. Um, the the Filthy Animals won the Cruiserweight Tag Team titles on the uh, last Nitro. That was my... Oh, okay. You've just stole it off me. Oh, sorry, Al. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I just looked it up this minute. That's it, that, Alan. 
Did anyone enjoy the awkward, strange dance party at the end? It was weird. <laughs> it was strange. <Yep. laughs> it was, I mean, from a heel perspective, it works, you know, because clearly the crowd's going to hate it. Well, but it just, just looked uncomfortable all round. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone involved in this was really into it that much. No, not really. I'm just trying to figure out a good way to segue into uh, Buff Bagwell's documentary backstage. I don't think who, there was a good way to do that. Who decided Buff Bagwell was going to be like your backstage interviewer? Oh, the Buff um, Yeah. <laughs> who? Why was that a thing? I don't yeah. understand. If he if he wasn't wrestling on the night and he was just like injured or something, then yeah, I can maybe see the point. But. but and also, like, we've had all this talk so far of, like, you know, the future and youth and that kind of thing. And then we go into an extended promo with, who have I written down here? Who is it? Who is it there? Scott Steiner. Rick Flair. Oh, no. Jeff Ro- Ro- Jarrett. Ro- Animal. <laughs> as, like, the big heel team. Can we miss us in seven? Yeah. Sure. And Yul Brenner. And, you, oh. and Yul Brenner. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's not, it's, and it's, like, spiky-haired Flair as well. Not even kind of good long it hair. It is flat. not long, sort of long, long yeah. hair. He looks young. <laughs> I thought that. I thought, geez, this is only like, you know, 20, 19, 20 years ago. He looks a hell of a lot young. Rick Flair's had a hard life since then. It's almost like he spent another 20 years on top of that now, like, you know, having to wrestle because he desperately needs the money for alimony. Weird, and, uh, <laughs> drinking, and drinking every night. Mm-hmm. What a Stop peculiar thing. Profiling and. Yeah, style and profiling and Lear Jet fly, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to the ring. Back to the ring, yeah. Um, you, oh, you, you, your Kyleism for this part, by the way, is this looks like a really bad superhero meeting. <laughs> <laughs> because he, he, he couldn't quite, he doesn't know who Animal is or the Legion of Doom, so he was like, why is there a guy with face paint? <laughs> it just kind of looked really... And you forget that if, you, if you've been watching wrestling for years, Animal, whereas if you haven't got watched wrestling and you don't know who he is, it's kind of really odd as to why he's got face paint on when he's yeah. not wrestling. Well, no, at, no point, <laughs> at no point does he go, tell him, Hawk. No. no. Well, do that. Tell him, Rick. <laughs> tell him, Double J. I wouldn't take it anything. I wouldn't take it anything at that point. Well, yeah. Here's um, Stacey Keebler. Cutting a crap promo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, which, is I, somewhat, which is somewhat easier on the eye than Ric Flair, but yeah. That's true. I, I don't get... They were trying to put over the... Was it the Sean and Stacey show or something? Yeah. I uh, just, Sean just, and Stacey show, yeah, something like that. The promo was fucking awful, and the match that followed wasn't exactly much better. Yeah. I think no. the, the way that Stacey throws photos out to the crowd kind of like um, foreshadows like- the quality of the match. Because he gets him like about two feet away from him. It's terrible throw of the photograph. This match also does feature the a kind of bugbear of the evening, as far as I'm concerned, is that there's a hell of a lot of nut shots right in front of the referee that everyone gets away. <laughs> <laughs> and this match features one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, um, uh, is this four against Bam Bam as his opponent? Well, as in who is the takey of the nut shot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think Bam Bam is the taker of the nut yeah, shot and not the giver it. of the... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think I've written down like it. it um, booking wise, a big beefy match match does kind of make a nice change of pace after the cruiserweights. But yeah. you need kind of two good, two good big beefy dudes to make a good big beefy match. Well, yeah. there's no knock on Bam 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 Bam. Yeah, yeah exactly. Bam Bam's cracking. Excellent. Well, um, you can't, he's, but you can't he's, be he's carrying Stasiak the, here. 
he's maybe not in the best of shape of his career now. I give you that. But I mean, I don't think did Bam Bam Bigelow wrestle after this at all for I any. I don't think so. I'd have to look it up. I can't see. He only did come back to the WF. I don't think he saved somebody from a house fire. Okay. Did he? Yeah. I did not know that. Oh. <laughs> um, Burns, but yeah, saved him from house fire. Oh, he floated around the independent circuit from 2002 to 2006. Yeah. Uh, wrestled for USA Pro Wrestling. Then his final match for the American Combat Wrestling promotion. He died in 2007 of a gigantic uh, overdose. Wow. All right. Yeah, Bam Bam was always one of the best sort of big guys. It was Another quite. Flick. Uh, balls up his career. Who's that, sorry? The click. They, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. They were a Like, I'm sure he was like, the first time I remember seeing like a big guy come off the top rope was him. Or doing any kind of like, you know, fancy stuff you see like a smaller guy do. Yeah, because he was doing like, you know, bloody high yeah. flying, relatively yeah. high flying stuff. I mean, when he was close, like, you know, middle, middle sort of 300 pound. Yeah, he was. He was basically ECW's version of Vader because Vader was doing yeah. all that in Japan at the time, and obviously Bigelow. I mean, he said different matches with um, Taz, for example. You know that that feud is well known in ECW lore, but I think WCW crowd are used to seeing the cruiserweights and everything, and they'd seen this guy who was probably at the upper echelon of two hundred, if not in the three hundred pound range, hmm. fly like that. I mean, for people back in two thousand one, that must have been absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. And it yeah. wasn't sloppy either. No, he was one of the better workers, definitely. Mm, Sean yeah. Stasiak, obviously, is infamous for being sacked from the WF for recording everyone's conversations. Yeah. <laughs> yep, he's had his run, and then they give him another run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's a bit strange. Mm. Um, yeah, this match is a bit un- inconsequential. I mean, this is a nice heel work from Stasiak. Mm. Like he goes outside for a hug, then the crowd kind of gets... Yeah, you know, get some heat from the crowd. Yeah, it's, just, it's a bit uh, of like he's, he's kind of getting up and he kind of wipes his forehead and flicks his sweat onto Bam Bam on the floor. But it's some nice little touches. But like the overall kind of wrestling is a bit suspect. And then the, it's a bit nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the ending's like massively overbooked with hairspray and all sorts going on. Yeah, it's very messy at the end. Daisy Keebler's got it hidden in a hair somehow. Obviously, that's where you keep your hairspray, Alan. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you keep a spare kind of hairspray in your hair. In your hair, that's why it's called hairspray. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> God. I mean, Jesus, come on. Um, but I mean, fair play to Bam Bam. He's like still selling it. You know, they they come out on their spray and water in his eyes and all sorts. Four hours after the match, I think. Yeah. He yeah. can't drive. Can't drive because he's got water. He's got hairspray in the eyes. Exactly. Exactly. I just, found out, I just found out that apparently in New Japan in the 1990s, Bigelow did tag with Vader. Oofed. Oof. That'd be and a bit stiff, been... wouldn't it? I think so, yeah. Wow. That would be pretty brutal. And this, during his time in Japan, he also got a win over one Kenta Kobashi. Wow. Oh. Imagine going in and looking at the, uh, the, you know, the, the booking list for the, for the night and seeing you versus Bam Bam and Vader. <laughs> just be like, nah, can I nah. just nah, 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 I'm good. My hamstring. Oh, it's gone. But like that story about Jim that Jim Cornette tells that um, there was loads of tag teams from like you know local competitors they used to get to go against the Legion of Doom in the NWA, oh, yeah. and oh, some God. of the, some of them would turn up to the arena like see they were against the El- like well, the Road Warriors and then just basically go nah you're all right and then bug <laughs> up again. <laughs> so yeah. understandably, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was just like yep. Anyway, next up, 
Um, we're looking at Mike Awesome and Lance Storm uh, versus Hugh Morris and Conan. Uh. <laughs> if I can be serious for a minute. Just overly long. Storm and Awesome are okay. This Storm match was okay. too long. <laughs> I think with, like, you know, Mike Awesome, he, 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 he was still a unit, wasn't he? But he just... Oh, yeah. I don't know if it was charisma that was lacking. Or I think it was a lot of things. At least he's not the fat chick thriller, whatever stupid gimmick. <laughs> oh, that seventies guy, or Jesus, whatever they were calling him when they got him from ECW and completely fucking ruined him. Yeah, um, because you got to remember. I mean, this is we've we've seen Mike Orson before in the Kinky Stars because he was at the first ECW One Night Stand reunion show. Yeah, trying to kill a man. Yeah, he was <laughs> having like an awesome match with um, Tanaka. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, here he is in a kind of average tag match. Well, a lot of people didn't like it, didn't they? Because they sort of sold out when he went to WCW. Yeah, because he left ECW when he was still ECW champion yeah, yeah. and took the WCW contract and then had to drop it to Taz. Yeah. Who was in uh, WWE. Who was in <laughs> WWF at the time, yes. It was the only, yeah, it was a weird situation where the WWF guy was fighting an ECW guy for the ECW championship. <laughs> It was a, it's a really strange, um, dichotomy strange there. period of time, yeah. isn't it? Apparently, though, uh, Mike Awesome on that night turned up in a taxi in his gear. Yeah, yeah. walked into the, in the arena, did the match, and then just went back out again, back yeah, in the same taxi, and disappeared again. I've seen fan cam footage. He literally takes the pen, gets up, leaves. Yep, and, that's <laughs> it, and he's gone because it's just um, yeah. But I anyway, to talk about this match very much, it's not best. I want to. And then we got about 8,000 backstage segments in a row. My favourite one being Dusty Rhodes eating burritos for no reason whatsoever. This makes literally no sense. Oh, smell that. Smell it. Oh, smell it. Put it down right here, Chief. All right. Yeah. Oh, burritos? What is it? Pancho, thank you, Pancho. I'll give you a tip. Don't bet on the horses, brother. Look at here. Who are you tonight? Pepe? 240 burritos. When I finish yeah. eating these, I'm going to be ready. We got a match, Pop. Not well, I got a match. I got a match. Flat face in my ass. That's the match. And he's going to smell it up when we get out there, brother. You know what I'm talking about? Let's get on these. Let me get ready for it. Oh, I can smell it now. No, he's, 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 no, he's eating them for a reason. He's doing his best Rikishi impression. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, try, he's trying to build up enough bodily gas so that he can essentially win the match later on. And when Ric Flair is like kissing his ass, he can fart. Yeah, apparently it's a kiss your ass match, isn't it, or something? Yeah, but, it's like it's yeah. But my favorite bit of the um, the whole Dorito bit was the guy brings in the Doritos, puts the tray down, and then kind of walks away holding his back as the tray was so heavy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, my back, oh, those burritos. I just, I just love. The, like Dusty Rhodes is like oh look at that my, my burrito <laughs> <laughs> oh yes this is my burrito Dusty Rhodes is like a child learning to talk but the problem yeah, is Dusty but, Rhodes he's like his oh 50s. he's amazing he's absolutely amazing yeah, um, yeah. do you see that ra- random point by the way did you see the tweet from Cody Rhodes the other day no I didn't see that his Red Dead Redemption 2 tweet oh I did see that yes yeah <laughs> no I didn't see that but I did not Cody- see that Cody Rhodes has started playing Red Dead Redemption 2 during the lockdown and he's yeah. never really had the time until now so he sat there in front of his Xbox or whatever just doing this and he tweeted out kind of going for the first time in my life all those boring talks with my dad about different types of horses and horse coats has come in handy <laughs> 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 so it's just like, actual sense 
<laughs> yep, he's like, yeah, finally appreciate the fact he was trying to teach me what the different horses breeds look like. He's <laughs> <laughs> just hilarious. But anyway, um, there we get. Uh, is it Buff with Rick Steiner? Uh, oh, sorry, we're not we're not on the tag match. Yeah, are we? we, oh, we no, skip we'll past the tag. Anyway. We uh, skip the tag match. You boring yeah. average. Oh no, sorry, we, we missed one of the best Kyleisms of the night in that case. Oh, oh, okay, let's hear it then. He says that uh, Hugh Morris looks like Jack Black's alcoholic twin brother. <laughs> oh. That was so funny, my microphone fell over. My son's 13, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I enjoyed that. <laughs> yep, so there we go. Um, yeah. Awesome pins Morris after a running awesome bomb. There you go. Right. Um, <laughs> So why is yeah that was put here down here? Why is Dusty Rhodes banging on about burritos? Then I realised. Yeah, uh, is Buff Bagwell the backstage reporter? Yeah, apparently. Um, uh, nice bum bag on Rick Steiner though. Got to point yeah. that out. Of course, God knows what that's got in it. Then we've got Chuck and uh, what's his face doing a promo to somebody off camera. Channel here. Yeah, which the promo literally ends with someone growling. But if we're still breathing, we're still the champions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you just, they say something and it just goes <laughs> cut to the next match <sighs> has anyone noticed the Scott Hudson thing in this entire um, whole thing when the build up to um, the next match by the way no Scott Hudson has some classically crap bits of commentary but this is probably the biscuit for the I night I just edited him out because he was fucking terrible from day one yeah, I was yep. going to say I literally forgot who the other commentary I know Tony Schiavone is the main commentary guy but I literally forgot the name of the other person on commentary yeah well I spent the whole night putting down it was Mark Madden because I thought it was <laughs> and it's not I, it's well, Robbie, let's be honest. I've only literally just looked at it now going oh it wasn't Mark Madden uh but no, he's like, in the build-up to Shane Helms versus Shavo Guerrero Jr., he says, we're seeing two men actually wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a recap of WCW the last what? time, that's nothing else will be. As if we've been spent, you know, we, we spent the last hour or so of the show watching Ballroom Dancing or something. Exactly. You know I mean? it's, <laughs> we finally it's got to the match. Like, we finally got to the wrestling, guys. Yep. Uh, so yeah, big, here we are. With, it's a big just, intro for her old uh, Shane Helms. Yeah, because he was sugar, sugar Shane Helms. Gets dancers, uh, he gets smoke. He gets yeah, he gets the full works. Yeah, it's again, great. can't quite tell if the crowd noise is real, but we'll skip past that. <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 give them the benefit of the doubt and say it wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. But for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship, yeah. this this for me is match of the night. Okay, I, I can I see that. I quite mm-hmm. enjoyed this. I like yeah. it. I think it's got course, the story of it. You know, as Helms is the underdog against the champion Chavo. It's yeah. really well told. Yeah. Uh, there's some good sequences. It starts off with some kind of fancy escape sequences, which is pretty good. Oh, and also just written down at some point, um, Nightmare on Helm Street is a brilliant name for a move. Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. As yeah. soon as I heard Fracking that, I was like, name. Nightmare on Helm Street. Oh, that is good. He used it in WWE for a short period of time. Did he? He, did, he didn't call it Nightmare on Helm Street, though, yeah. surely. Yeah, is it, it's, um, is it like the um, Big Show used to use it, no? Well, the kind sure. of like... Is it kind like... Of, in a reverse headlock thing and then no I think so yeah I, uh, I vaguely remember something but I couldn't yeah, see for sure the name but nobody can tell me what the move was <laughs> yeah we just remember the name the name is brilliant <laughs> right. that's all we need to know uh, there's a big extended bit of like um, 
Chavo basically trying to destroy Helms' knee in as many different ways as he possibly can. Yep. Which was quite good. I enjoyed that part as well. And like whenever, uh, he, whenever he went to pin um, Shane Helms, he was like pretty much just like elbowing him in the face in the proper heel fashion. Yeah, I noticed that as well. That was great. Because Chavo doesn't really get... Obviously, he's a bit under the Eddie Guerrero shadow, but he was still cracking by himself, wasn't he? Yeah. Chavo could go. Chavo could go. I mean, you see, he, had yeah. a, he, he would sort of obviously... I think he was one of the guys that went over to WF straight off, wasn't he, after this? Yeah, I think he floated straight over. I think mm-hmm. he came straight over. Um, so did Shane Helms, obviously, um, yeah. become Hurricane. Um, but it was, um, yeah, I'd say he was usually in some sort of, you know, Eddie's always the Guerrero that you remember the most, but Chavo was still quite, you know, really, really yeah. good in his own right. Yeah. Although I'm pretty sure I heard a boring chat from the crowd at some point. Oh, they didn't get fucked. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, like, just, why would you like it's a good match what are you doing it's really good I really enjoyed it um, and no, but, you would type that one in as well <laughs> probably yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. Down the back going, put on the boring chat damn it yeah. this is all um, good shit sorry this is not good shit uh, yeah so uh, it, Shane Helms wins with a with a Gordy Bomb isn't it yep which is really really cool um, which I thought was Shabu's finisher was it not I think it was. He was using it as a setup before a finisher. Yeah, um, it's absolutely brilliant. I, I really like this. Match. It's fast paced, good bit of cruiserweight action. Mm-hmm. I think. I think for me, match the night. And it's um, hang on, how long was it? It was fourteen uh, minutes. 13 minutes. Just shy of fourteen minutes. Yeah. So a nice bit of length of time for a title match, I think. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Speaking anyway, of really length of time for a title match. Yeah. <laughs> Your tag team title match for the WCW World Tag Team Championships is the Natural Born Thrillers, Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare versus. No, no it's um, Chuck O'Hare and Sean Palumbo. Says who? Sean Palumbo and Chuck O'Hare is the other way around. I, I think it's Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare. I think. I'm, not sure. I'm sorry, guys. Did no one, the car there used to call you. Do you not listen to Luger's promo at the start? <laughs> yeah, he gets oh, well, doesn't yeah, he? yeah, well, I was kind of like just kind of zipping past that a little bit. <laughs> this is like, oh, you, you know. Oh, have a go at me for not watching the thing properly, but there you go. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't wait until two hours before the show. <laughs> I mean, like, the, the promo video before it isn't that great because it's basically just like people are angry with each other, girl. Yeah. And then Lex comes to the ring looking blown up already and he's got a mic in his hand. <laughs> yep. And it's like, oh god, Lex has got a mic. He's going to do a promo, <laughs> and they do. He just he spends a long time, a long time, yeah, not the, letting Buff talk and just cracking on with this promo. The promo is actually longer than the actual match. Yeah, yeah. And we far. get about how long is the actual match? Fifty-four, 54 seconds. Fifty-four seconds. Fifty-four seconds. It's, it's, it's officially labelled. I'm sat there doing on the sofa, looking at Kyle, going, "Check out how grunty that Lex Luger will be during the match. Lex Luger <laughs> will be a grunter. He's a right grunter. Never it's got a chance. Grunter. Never got a chance." Because well, I bet that's as much you could wrestle back then, wasn't it, surely? Like, the walk to the ring was enough for him, that. surely. Pretty much. Uh, this was my match of the night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, because it was mercifully brief. The only one I watched in its entirety. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Although, I must say, um, talking about good wrestling names, a Sean Tom Bomb, that's pretty good as well. Oh, yeah, you, always, you had the Sean Tom Bomb, I remember that. Well, I quite like that. This was a good thing of um, young guys getting put over by older guys. Yeah. Which even though like Buff Bagwell isn't that old, but I think he's still like he's been around. He's, by yeah, 
nineties, wasn't he? he, was, he, he was, feels like one of those guys because he's because they're all, he's from like the kind of nineteen ninety one era. Was it not? Though, like, was he not like? Did we do World War Three in ninety five? And he's on he that. Was like a baby yeah. first tag team guy for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he came in like early nineties. Ninety one. So he's, he's been yeah. there ten years. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Jesus. Because I, I was like thinking, like this, they talk about the future, but there's still like a lot of guys from that early nineties period. You know, the kind of nineteen ninety one is there. The Steiners, the Flares, uh, Bagwells, Lugers, like a lot of those guys are still there. You know, if you go back ten, eleven years, like the roster's not that different. Looking at the cards. But Luga had like a two and a half year break in WWF, to be fair. Yeah. But you look like, like 90s WCW, like 1991. Yeah. You know, Luga's there, Flair's there, Sting's there, Steiner's are there. You know, yeah. Uh, it's strange how like a lot of those people are still mocking about a good 10 years later. And Buff, even though he's, see, even though he, like, I don't know how old he is at this point, but I think he was quite young when he came in. Like Buff, I think, gets kind of lumped in with that kind of older veteran crew, even though he's probably... Like you know, much younger than them. Yeah, true. And he gets no, kind of I mean, like steamrolled as part of this match. Which how how old is Buff Bagwell now? Hold on. He was, uh, he's born 50. the tenth tenth of January nineteen seventy. So what? He's thirty one when this rolls around, yeah. Yeah. So oh no, I thirty one. So he's not old, old in wrestling terms. I see what you mean. Yeah, and like. Yeah. Chuck Palumbo was uh, a one year younger. But it's weird how, like, in sort of modern times, we've kind of like, there's a lot of wrestlers who. I mean, the example I would give is that, um, you know, back in the sort of early 90s, 94, 95 time when Hulk Hogan had signed for WCW and the WWF were trying to basically portray him as old and past it and over the hill, he was the same age as AJ Styles is now. <laughs> well, he, he was only three years older than Bret Hart or something yeah, yeah. exactly he it's wasn't just, that much older than Bret Hart no it's just like it's really weird how we seem to have gone when's the peak for like your wrestling ability I mean at the minute if you're wrestling at 40 that seems okay yeah well, well Jericho at 50 hit the stride in about 35 or something you know? yeah it's like takes them that long to get yeah. a little experience down doesn't it yeah so it seems weird like how because you know comparatively speaking Buff's like a young wrestler but he gets kind of like steamrolled in with all the, all the old guys just because he's been with the company for so long I think yeah uh, I see what you mean because he's just been around that long he's that been around that long ages, yeah. double pin and we're done yeah pretty much double pin doesn't really matter who's the legal man who cares Yeah, because um, we're going to double pin anyway it's just to be yeah. on the safe side um, next thing did, did anybody actually catch what Scott Steiner said what was that Nope. Oh, cool. I didn't either. Al? I, 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 no, probably not. No. Nope. <laughs> Fair enough. What was, he, what was he doing? Just just tell me the clip. He was in the shower, I think, doing pull-ups. Uh, no, I did not catch that. With, the, with the beautiful sexy Medija. And then he just <laughs> shouted, basically. The percentage of him winning. Well, it has to be the percentage, yeah. you got a 33 to 30% chance. <laughs> Uh, which is one of the best promos ever, Raul. You know. <laughs> yeah. uh, moving on to Ernest Miller versus Canyon. I didn't care. No. <laughs> um, 
I quite like the buff was still in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're still trying to get him out. <laughs> still lugging him out, yeah. Because I mean, this was early, I think. He sees like security camera footage of them coming in because Canyon's being like mildly rapey towards um, the Cat Miller's <laughs> partner. Excuse yeah, me? Yeah, Ms. Jones. He just starts to, like he's being really creepy. He starts to start like, walking after her, doesn't he? Yeah, um, it's kind of like going, there's a lot of kind of like going, oh, Miss Jones doesn't want to be left alone with Canyon in front of an audience. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, what? Uh, yeah, it's real. I, I thought there was a Vince Russo swerve coming up. Oh, she was going to turn on him. Yeah, but no, yeah, it was kind of ripe for that, wasn't it? Yeah. Point accidentally, and I thought, oh, he would. Uh, but no, I think no. if I think if Russo was still with the company, it would have been. Yeah, <laughs> and she would record his pussy something. You know, the cats. I don't know. There would be some kind of really obnoxious sexual comment in there as well. I would have thought. Probably, yeah. Oh, they would have. Oh, I don't think we covered this. Can I just quickly go back to the Sean Stasiak match with Stacey Keebler? Did anyone catch the bit where he um, he got knocked out the ring and he went and called up the Stacey's crotch? Bucky <laughs> Giovanni went, well, if I got hit in the face, that's where I'd like to be. <laughs> well, yeah. Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony, Tony. Calm yourself down. Um, yeah, so uh, where are we? Are we going to mention the, uh, the ring attire, the kind of tiger-based, which is on trend at the moment with Tiger King and all that on Netflix. I've just I've never even watched an episode of Tiger King and I don't care uh, I'd recommend it it's good really? um, he does a James Brown elbow and he's his uh, finishes finishes really... the feliner Ugh, this match was it's awful and then he beats somebody gets a James Brown cape on because that's what you do when you finish a wrestling match of course and then somebody else comes in for a save am I smooth yes I had no idea who this man was who is it? I don't remember. I must have fast forwarded this. Bit. So, yeah, there's someone else involved that I have no idea who he was, and it's someone, pretty some inconsequential. Man comes into the ring to save somebody else. Okay, it was the, the former Ice Train. Oh, Ice Train, okay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, this, I just, it was, you know, fine enough. People, they were making an effort, but I didn't. <laughs> I don't know if making an effort is being yep. pretty fair. Yeah, uh, it's just like we get more not. buff documentary. Oh, just to- totally buff, maybe splitting. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a bit like kind of going the app. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes is on to burrito number twenty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then some some awkwardness between Tony. See, there you go. Written down. Not much chemistry between Tony Giovanni and his pal. No, <laughs> not at all. Did he mention uh, the name? Did he mention the name? Scott Hudson was like the crowd have turned out in droves for greed. <laughs> no they haven't that's a lie nah, they've turned away from greed let me show you the definition of droves yep uh, so now we're into Booker T versus Rick Steiner um, yes who is Booker the Booker T was seriously yeah. injured seriously injured seriously injured it's chaos backstage back here the cat and Booker T seriously injured seriously injured seriously injured did, did anyone get the, the sort of sense that Rick Steiner didn't really care anymore um, there's a well, slight element of that, yeah. Because yeah. he looked like he was working this match at 20% speed and just didn't give Booker T anything. <laughs> you, know what you, know, you, know, you know what he's missing? What? It's the ear things. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same without them. Not the same without them. Can I, can I point out something as well about Rick Steiner's entrance? Yeah. Sure. Um, speaking, I'm sure I speak on behalf of Alan as well. That I would like to, I would like to commend Rick Steiner for being a responsible sunglasses owner and putting his sunglasses back in his case. 
I was going to mention that. I quite like that as well. well Actually, he's like, wait, wait. I'm going to put my sunglasses away. Brett Hart used to give them out to people, you know? didn't he? Yeah, he did. Well, maybe Rick Stein has not got the money to keep buying pairs of sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> Ray-Bans, you mentioned they're expensive. They're expensive, though, aren't they? They are expensive. Well, it depends where you work. That's true, I suppose. Um, um, that, that kind of, like, taking your time heal stuff, though, that's good healing. I like it when the heal does that. Yeah, you it's know. good healing, but it's it's kind of like... this much much either, no. It's... It's all right. It's not kind of they kind of sign um, they kind of signpost it from the start that Booker T is winning. Yeah, I quite like when he, he he literally gets thrown onto someone's lap in the front row. <laughs> like yes. He literally lands on a person. They found the one person in the front row and put somebody on their lap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have written down. Yeah, cool. There's still cool Stein lines just to confirm. Mm-hmm. Yep. The point as well in commentary that uh, once again I put Mark Madden down here, but Scott Hudson <laughs> seems to think that being the being the US champ automatically makes you number one contender for the world title. Question mark. Question well, mark. He's, yeah, he's just there going, well, yeah, there's obviously the winner of this match will obviously be put forward for uh, the world title. I was like, really? Will they? That's quite logic to me. Well, it, may, it was the case in WWF for the longest time that if the Intercontinental Championship was the gateway to getting up to the next realm, a.k.a. getting to the Heavyweight yeah. Championship. Yeah, but the but idea would sure, sure be that you would drop the title first and then yes. go. Yeah. <laughs> it was not uh, a case of like every single main event champion well, versus champion. The warrior, Give you the ultimate warrior. There you go. Oh, I was watching a bit of that the other day. WrestleMania 6. It may be my second best WrestleMania match now. Oh, wow. First place is the um, camel from WrestleMania 9. <laughs> no. No. Um, yeah, uh, this, you just say, it's, it's, once again, it's like that thing of tonight, it's like, it's a decent enough match, but yeah. it's not like phenomenally special. It's only seven minutes and seven and a half yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm. It's not like massively long the, epic. I just thought this match was there. And then, <laughs> this. Uh, yeah, then there's a re- the w- ending's weird. It's a ref bump, and then Shane Douglas is literally out of nowhere. He's sitting ringside, which she's not been seen before. No, jumps the barrier. Jumps the barrier. Uh, Waffle smacks Rick, with his cast. Smacks Rick with his cast when he's trying to climb the time bu- turnbuckle. And then he, like Rick Steiner, falls victim to a bookend, and then done. Yeah. It's done just, and done. Yeah, completely done. Um, Booker T is your US uh, United States Championship um, which he would hold on closing of WCW as well mm-hmm. uh, alongside the world title because he would beat Scott Stein on the last Nitro where to spoil the main event yeah spoiling a show from 19 years ago yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I always remember you had to go me for spoiling Professor Layton <laughs> wow there's a deep cut for you <laughs> Wow. So backstage, uh, we've got Buff Bagwell's been taken out by somebody, and then you've got the investigative team of detectives Lex and Animal. Which is a Jeez. program waiting to happen. <laughs> hey, well, they should have brought back, um, what was it, tag team, and then uh, just had uh, Animal and Lex Luger. What would the tag team be called? No, the show, Tag Team, or was it Body yeah, Stuff? Anyone watched it, it's, it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> Huh? You know, remember this? It was like a it was like a buddy cop show called Tag Team, and it was like. I don't that do you remember this? What's, what's it was Roddy, it? Roddy Piper and Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's on yeah. TV. They only they only filmed what? one episode of it. They only filmed the pilot, and that was it. Tests. I just never been any good at tests. 
wrestlers to ever get in the ring? Under the Giants, 7'4", Shoei Baba, 7'2". Heaviest. Haystack Calhoun, 608. Most popular wrestlers today. Hulkster Ultimate Warrior Jake the Snake. Why? What's the point, man? Procedure when arson is suspected. Notify field liaison detective HQ fire department arson section. Support services reports to? Central administration. So what? So you're gonna do just fine, Val. If I was going to put Lex Luger and Animal into a tag team, I'd give them a French, ki- a French gimmick and call them Lanimal. <laughs> oh, no. There you go. I'm just not really got right now. I'm, I'm just not getting this, this image of like Lex Luger doing Rene Dupree's little fancy dance. Oh, the French tickler. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. If, now, if you, he, now, you, oh. now you're feeling it. It works. He was on a Rennie Dupree was on a Target show about a year ago, and I think he got really, really pissed off the fact that the biggest pop he had all night was him doing the little French tickling dance. <laughs> no one, no one really gave a shite about him actually wrestling. People just went. Well, it's Rennie Dupree in 2019. Who could give a fuck about him? Let's be honest. Oh yeah, there was an element of that. I don't think he could be arsed anyway. Well, uh, basically, I'm, I'm just stalling with like ideas for Lex and Animal gimmick to try and not talk about, about the next what match. About, what about the Royd Warriors? Oh, oh, I like that. I like that. That's I good, like that is. Yeah. Um, We're going to have to talk about it, Phil. So it's the Naturals. What are they? That natural Dreams? Or Christ knows what their tag team is. Natural Dreams. Natural Dreams. Versus Ric Flair and Double J, Jeff Jarrett. What about what, are the, what a promo for this match? The promo oh, video for this one. If you want to call it that, it was just... To be fair, Jeff Jarrett does do a good Dusty. Dusty Rhodes... That's that is not Dusty Rhodes. That is so obviously Jeff Jarrett. My boy Dustin, fruit of my loins, ain't got a chance against the chosen one, Jeff Jarrett. What on earth? Which is the only high point of that video. Well, <laughs> the rest of it is like, oh my so god. That's the whole gonna... point of this segment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was terrible. Terrible. So Jeff comes out with a guitar. Big bit of power from him at the ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flair comes out no robe wearing her and Hawaiian shirt and normal shoes yep. at um, which point I've written down this is going to be a mess fun fact <laughs> this match was the first time that Flair and Dusty Rhodes worked together on a pay-per-view yeah your boy Scott pointed out with Tony like you know um, what's the um, trying to say like oh yeah it's all pre 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 NWA it's NWA days Tony <laughs> defends that point to the hilt this is the first time, Tony, and you know this, that Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes have been on opposite sides of the ring in a pay-per-view. That's, that's an amazing, amazing score. And you may say, now wait a minute, that's not true. What about the Star Games? Well, that was before pay-per-view TV for WCW. That was back in the old NWA. Starcade 84, the Million Dollar Challenge, 85, the Gathering, the Great American Bash, Greensboro, 86 that summer, when Dusty became the world champ to lose it in October to Flair in St. Louis. So, what, they were the first, all the NWA stuff was on, like, just TV then? Yeah, it was all, like, Clash of Champions on network really? TV. This is the first time yeah. on pay-per-view these two the pay-per-view, met. Yeah. Yep. Blimey. That's and weird. what a match for it to begin. What a match for it to be. Yeah, in a kiss and match. Um, so I've written down, uh, when they're all in the ring, I've put a note down, uh, is Double J the only one actually in wrestling gear? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, Dustin Rhodes did 
fighting that gear. It's Dustin Rhodes dressed as a Quebecer, I think. Yeah, yeah, I was going to get some of the Quebecers about him. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Flair says he's not wrestling because he's not wearing the right clothes. (laughs) What's that meant to be? I don't don't know. He didn't bring his stuff, didn't bring his gear. Animal gets Um, him back, so now Jeff's in a handicap match, I think. I I don't know. But then Flair does wrestle when he comes into the ring. It's all over the place, this one. It's all over the place. (laughs) Do you want your Kyleism for the start of the match? Please do. Uh, why are they all sweating before this match actually starts? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fair point. It's a fair point. Rose is like a lot of burritos. That's why he's sweating. A lot of burritos. Well, okay, he's well yeah, I mean, the, the plan about the burritos, though, and having to, you know, like, majorly fart in, like, Ric Flair's face is the fact you'd still have to wrestle a match when you're full of gas. Yeah. yeah. Just, Dusty <laughs> Rhodes goes to tag him, but Dusty Rhodes is in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's just That's like... It was a like, tag. So. Oh, yeah. Um, it was a tiger, it'd be a really uncomfortable experience. <laughs> That's one way of putting it, surely. You know, imagine the melt. You know, it'd just be you just be full of like trap wind all the time. Try to you know, wrestle stuff. Oh no, I don't. Flair chops and he goes off like a firework. Does yeah. anyone see the irony of Dusty's being full of shit? <laughs> oh, poor what? Dusty. Poor Dusty. But uh, like my, my, probably my favorite bit of the match. Um, I think Flair's in the ring with Dustin, and he flips Flair the bird, walks over, and tags in his dad. Yep, that was great. I was like, oh, actually, I'll take my that. Mad dad beat up your dad. That's my what dad. it basically was. It's brilliant. I think. Well, there's there's like probably one of the best moments, not necessarily for wrestling, but one of the best moments of the night is the first time that you get Flair and uh, yeah. Dusty Rhodes across mm-hmm. the ring from each other. So I've written down it's a big it's moment, just... but surely it's at least ten to fifteen years too late. Yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's no chat about youth in the future now, is there? No, <sighs> not while they're getting this pop. Not no. at all. No. Um, but yeah the, the work's done by the two younger guys definitely yeah. probably they more didn't... Jeff Jarrett <laughs> yeah because Jeff it feels like Jeff's the only one who's actually trying to wrestle a match <laughs> a little bit yeah everyone yeah. else is just kind of there for the you know there just for the, there for the proceedings walking. and that's about it which is funny when you fast forward to this year and you've got Dustin Rhodes having like epic matches in AEW yeah it's bonkers yeah. isn't it it's crazy yeah. Ever thought? I mean, he what he was he would he'd already been Gold Dust, mm-hmm. and yeah. obviously he'd come back from WCW. Was he he, clean, he wasn't clean at this point, was he? He was still struggling. No, with I don't his... think so. I think he was because yeah, he wouldn't turn back up again in the WWF as Gold Dust until 2003. Rumble 2002. Rumble 2002. There we go. So he's not. Well, he's just under a year away then. Hmm. I've just checked the facts because I like to do it. Dusty Rhodes hmm. versus Ric Flair was the main event of um, Starcade 85. And okay. I, and I think they're fiddling things over there. Yeah, they can argue it's not on pay-per-view, but it was on closed-circuit television. That I doesn't think. care. That's not pay-per-view. Uh, it's close enough. Uh, to, uh, it's, it's still uh, a main event in one of their big shows. There's not a WCW pay-per-view, though. It was uh, That's a good point, Phil. Thank you. It, Thank you. It captures a pay-per-view. It's, they, it's like WrestleMania. But it's NWA. It wasn't WCW. Not a WCW yeah. one. They're, they're talking yeah. on all the That's what Tony said. I'm going with what Tony it's said. really stretched. Oh, Tony God. This, is the, this is the one that was over. That there were two venues as well. Mm-hmm. Starcade 85. Yeah. Um, uh, there's figure fours, all kinds of shenanigans, and then we get the worst small package ever for the pin. Oh, Lord. Yeah, what, what, was that a small package? What was it supposed to be? I think Dusty went for a small package. <laughs> Flair fell out of it, and he just pinned him. Well, like Flair turns around on his front, I thought. Yeah, I, 
I think yeah. we just want to <laughs> out at this point. It's a double figure four that Jarrett and Flair go for, but then both the Rhodes boys get the boot up to them and then they shove them into each other and then Dustin pins Flair after that. Yeah. yeah. Got them gently like throwing them onto the mat pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Placed them carefully on the mat and the referee counted three. Yeah. Um, but then like in a typical kind of WCW thing, the stipulation is not even followed through on. No, but I think I think probably fo- I think followed through is the wrong term to use for kiss <laughs> mark. It's not. It's not finalized. Yeah. It's everything it's, starts it's getting a bit Rikishi-ish. A little bit. Yeah. yeah well, it, all it is is for for Ric Flair gonna kiss Dusty Rhodes' arse. It's essentially Dusty Rhodes gives Jeff Jarrett a stink face, and, that's yeah. it. and yeah. he takes way too long putting his trousers back up. Yeah. Um, it's like uh, it, 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 once again referencing Cody Rhodes has anyone heard the Cody Rhodes story about this match yes <laughs> it's, uh, Cody, so. Cody Rhodes and his mum are backstage when this match was on and yeah. apparently his, um, his Mrs Rhodes was backstage just going please don't let him take his pants down please don't let him take his pants down. <laughs> not on television please don't let your dad take his pants down and then it does <laughs> she's like oh don't look please don't look there he is <laughs> big red pants in all his glory so um, so yeah it was kind of funny the stipulation is not shown <laughs> so it is on poor whatever. Jeff bless his heart yeah uh, and then after that we're up to your main event yep a false count uh, anywhere match for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship with a uh, perfunctory promo video that ends on the line you're going to bang town to reclaim the glory. You're going to bang town. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Phil. <laughs> That's what DDP said. He does. He said, yeah, yes, yes. no You're going to bang town. We have no idea where Bangtown is yeah. or what goes on in Bangtown. Bangtown, Bang Town. Bang Town. Bang Town. Anyone else still surprised that they're getting Michael Buffer in for the main event? Yeah, promo? I was just about to say. No, I'm not surprised Michael at all. Buffer. I'm not surprised at all. They were still wasting money at this point, so what the hell? He was probably signed to a contract for the next. Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. Quarter million dollars a shot to say, let's get ready to the Rumble. Here's probably a quick. And um, somewhere knocking around as well. Quick quiz. How much do you reckon Michael Buffer's earned from the trademark he's got on Let's Get Ready to Rumble? Probably about two hundred million. Has he got? He's got trademark on. There. Trademark, oh yes, he uh, does. Trademark on it. Uh, as of two thousand nine, the catchphrase generated four hundred million dollars in revenue. Jesus! Whoa! There's so a smart man. There's a smart it's a man. Quarter million dollars a shot. Why doesn't somebody else just say something else? Let's get because he says like let's get ready to crumble and all sorts. I think he just got in there like in the early nineties before anybody else did. Before trademarks were like you know. Yeah, but like, if I was a boxer, I was a boxing promoter, right? We we're going to do this big fight. Wait a minute! If we want to say let's get ready to rumble, we've got to pay all this thing. Yep. Oh, I've got it. He got all the royalties from PJ and Duncan. That's that's how he did it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, from that. Oh God. Um, this match started off violently. Also, sorry, um, I also realised when Michael Buff was going through his stuff, I, I don't know why, but suddenly I kind of sat up on my chair and went. That's where all the DX stuff comes from. Yep. Yeah. Like it never clicked until that point. I don't know why. <laughs> it just, it, I was like, oh, that's why they say all that stuff. Huh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, that's fine. Um, this match 
starts off in the violent manner you'd expect a false count error match to have. They just beat the shit out of each other and sort of went a tour around the ring. Mm-hmm. Can we get like, the final Kylism of the night for the entrances, by the way? Let's go. Oh, please. Um, when uh, DDP is announced, I can't even remember what his exact weight is, but he's there, can he go, uh, 265 Whatever. and a half pounds. Uh, Kyle's going, is the half pound his jacket? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, oh. um, so, yeah, DDP straight to it. Um, they're not in the ring very long. They're fighting in the crowd. There's a bin launched over DDP's <laughs> yeah. uh, Somebody throws DDP a crutch. There's an obvious plant of some guy with crutches. He literally uh, throws it over to him. That yeah, throws it over to him. Then DDP uses the crutches anyway. Uh, there's a DDP elbow drop through the table. Uh, weapons I put here. Weapons from the child. <laughs> uh, which just seems like a kind of like old film thing now. But weird yeah. stop signs uh, from the crowd, isn't it? Yeah, there's just there's, there's obviously people that are just stuck in the crowd with just to hand them weapons yeah. every once in a while. Like as yeah, all sorts of stuff goes on. Um I think some of these sort of like hardcore matches can sort of descend into sort of cartoon Tom and Jerry comedy at some stages with like mm. cookie yeah. trays and all this crap. Yeah. I don't I don't think this quite descends into it. Because they kind of like they get it all out of the way, then they go back into the ring for the rest of the match, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of like do the little excursion at the start and then just go back to the ring. Yeah. So falls cut anywhere as long as it's in the ring. As long as it's in the ring, yeah. yeah. I, one comment I want to make about that is I like the fact that this was a false count anywhere hardcore whatever you want to call it match that did not start in a lock up yeah hate, so you just went straight to I it. hate that but you know this is a this is a high blood feud and they start with a fucking call on able tie up no yeah. no yeah yeah you, you throw all the sort of common kind of thing, yeah. you don't let the That's guy get in the ring you let him have walk down the ramp take put one foot in the ring and you just hit that fucker that's what you're meant to do yeah just launch towards him yeah. with a baseball or something yeah we'll, we'll, we'll fill him with a tire iron as Hina would say there you go we'll him with a tire iron yeah. yeah. Oh, I saw uh, that guy on the WA Power Hour thing. You know, waffles and tires. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I love that pro. I love that advert. It's so bad. It's fantastic. I love it. I love it. Oh, I kind of miss watching the new episodes of NWA Power because they're not filming at the minute because of the fucking oh. coronavirus. Pandemic. Uh, yeah. yeah. so we get all this action, we get all the kind of stuff outside, we get back into the ring, and then we get the big thing everybody wants a bear hug. <laughs> yep. That's yeah. what we all asked for. So that's what a, a hardcore fourth count anyway match really needs is a better yeah, hug. Um the there's a Rick Steiner appears. Uh finally DDP gets the diamond cutter on Scott Steiner, but Rick drags out the ref. Yeah. At yeah. this point the crowd are chanting Goldberg. <laughs> for no reason. Is that what it was? I knew they were chanting yeah. chant bullshit. Oh, there's, chant an, there's a really loud Goldberg chant. They obviously think it's gonna be like yeah. his return. But it's obviously not. I hope they but, were. Um, get, um, DDP trying to trying to pull a Stone Cold whilst in a busted open whilst in a submission move. Yeah, it doesn't yep. quite work. Fair no. he gets busted open royally, but like at no point do they show his face like in the recline liner. Whatever. The, the, mm. Sorry, the Steiner recliner. Steiner recliner. Yeah. Like you'd have thought that'd be the perfect chance to get like zoomed right in his face. He's see, uh, you know, DDP yeah. struggling to get out the holds, mm-hmm. but they just kind of film it from miles away. And pipe comes into it. He beats him up with that. And oh, yeah. Quite the yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it, it kind of goes like to a certain height. Overbooked. And then, I don't say it's overbooked. It's quite, it, it's not got it's like, like a running stupid shit in, going on. It's just like, it well, just seems like a very WCW form. Yeah, rushed. but if it's, if it's a no disqualification and Ric Flair, um, Ric Flair, 
And Rick Steiner's in <laughs> Rick Steiner well, Rick Flair is in the building, but Rick Steiner is also as well. You're yeah. gonna logically have Rick Steiner helping out his brother. That makes sense. Okay, I'll give you that. So it's not overbooked in that sense, but yeah. what it is, it just seems to kind of like build up quite nicely and then just kind of go, uh, and then we just kind of have like a rubbish finish to make sure we can have like another match in the next paper sort of thing. Uh, yeah. It should be the following night on Nitro. That's true, yeah. And it's, Probably, yeah. It's just, that's the end of the pay-per-view. It's like such yep. a weird ending. Like, oh, DDP's passed out. Oh, someone come to save him. Nope. Nope. Um, nope. Nope. Scott Steiner's still the dominant guy. No big He's basically killed everyone. Because even at the start of this match, they have a list of, you know, this is who Scott Steiner defeated. And it's pretty much a list of people who aren't there anymore. But yeah. It's like, oh, Goldberg and Sting and <laughs> Kevin Nash. It's like, oh, yeah, all the decent people who... Yeah, all the people who probably would be like really good draws for the company. This is why I'm watching money. Ernest the Cat Miller. Yeah, this is why I'm watching Ernest like Miller versus Scott Canyon. Steiner face. What's that? I'd like to see that Scott Steiner face Triple H. I think that would be a good match. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> you've, only got, you've only got to wait two years, Al. Oh, two years, is it? Oh, my yeah. God, that match was so terrible. <laughs> but, I mean, listen, this is my thing about Scott Steiner, right? By the time you arrived in the WWF, he could only really do, again, for the second run, he could only really do, like, properly, like, ability-to-ability suplex. <laughs> that was it. That was it, yeah. But, here's the thing, right? If, if it had been like, oh, it's belly belly suplex city, bitch, <laughs> we'd all be like going mental. Brock Lesnar comes in and does German suplexes for about 73 times a match, and everyone's like, oh, we'll all just count them. Uh, one. It's like he's. You're, Cameron, Cameron, no, no, no. Cameron, no, no, no. You're, you're expecting the average WWE fan to be able to count. Like, well, yeah, there is that, but it's just you see what I mean. Like, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Ten years later, Brock Lesnar has boring ass matches in much the same way, and everyone's like, "Oh, this Brock Lesnar is one of the main." But to guys. be fair, like when Brock does that, those matches last about four or five minutes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> true. This lasted quarter of an hour, so I felt sorry for Steiner because he was almost booked to fail. I mean, why that match at the Rumble got something like twenty-three minutes or something is beyond. Yeah, like, it's always. And it, it was at, like peak Triple H ego. Yeah. And one yeah. Else was like, well, if I show Scott Steiner up in a 23 minute match, that's him done. Mm-hmm. And then I'll show Booker T up at WrestleMania, so that's him done. And it yeah. was, he was just going through the roster, so nobody would knock him off his perch. And yeah, it pretty much. One of the most boring years in wrestling. True. Yeah. And that's why for the next show, we'll be doing WrestleMania 19. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's not. Um, no. This overall. I think my review kind of sums up to this was a show. It had some all right stuff on it, had some really good stuff on it, but overall it was just there. Yeah, yeah. that's what me, me and Cam were saying before we kind of we started. Were. Like, it felt like it was like like the way Cam positioned it, not blaming Cameron at all. No. But like, you know, like the last WCW show, like it always felt like it was really, really bad and terrible. But it's not like horrifically bad. We've seen much worse than this so far. Oh yeah, Christ! Oh, they, oh yeah, totally. They didn't know it was the last show, and obviously they were hoping it would go on. And uh, yeah, exactly. So much so they even had the pay per view for the next month. That's right. Yes. So, yeah, it's just it's like you know it's got some good matches. It's got some bad matches. Overall, it's like it's just a kind of like you know a mid-level pay per view that you get in between the kind of big proper ones. Yeah. I, I, at no point during this, I was, I, I was kind of, I got about halfway through, and I was like. This actually is all right. <clears throat> it's not like I'd never seen it, and I was expecting it to be like offensively bad because it would WCW essentially just choking yeah. on its own vomit. <laughs> wow! wow. wow. But it's not. 
well, yeah, well, but they like, still yeah. had good workers, and they had guys who would eventually become some sort of names. I mean, they had guys who did nothing, like Kiwi came across, and he yeah. just got stuck in developmental, and quite a lot of other people came across like that. And yeah, uh, Ron O'Hare got stuck there, had to wait for a little while for them to find him a gimmick. Um, and as we've probably said, you know, out of that, really out of that crowd, probably Hurricane was the one to get himself over the most by the end of the invasion. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It just seems, um, yeah, like Cam said, like, you know, you kind of expect it to be with, with the company's in its death rows. And you see, was it, you know, Jason Jett and Kiwi come out for the first match. You're like, oh, here we go. Yeah, you're like, Give oh, a God, out. here we go. But then like, yeah. they, have, they have like an all right match. You're thinking, wait a second, this isn't what I was told it was going to be like. Who's a man to bring bring the quality down properly? <laughs> you know, nineties. That's the nineties. Exactly. Can I also, as a side note, for the like the Steiner brothers, by the way, if you looked at a photo of the Steiner brothers in nineteen ninety one, and then you looked at a photo of them in two thousand one, would you actually believe they were the same people? <laughs> Rick, Rick, to be fair, Rick Steiner is not that much different. It's Scott Steiner. No, like, it's Scott. That's like you know, yeah. they just seems to have gone through some bizarre kind of multi-dimensional time warp <laughs> where's the chainmail come from who thought that I was a good idea no idea I was just like kind of because I always thought that when when I first saw Scott Steiner having got back into wrestling in like the late 90s 2000 as we talked about last month yeah and I saw a photo of Scott Steiner in WCW I genuinely for a while thought I didn't not knowing the names and forgetting which one was which I thought it was Rick because <laughs> oh. I was like how can this sort of long haired guy be that <laughs> kind of you know but whatever. Yeah. I, would, I would assume steroids. So, yeah. um, where are but, we placing this on the list? Uh, not amazingly high up. Oh, Shall I tell you what the highest, the highest WCW pay-per-view mm-hmm. is number 13 for WCW WrestleWar 92. Okay, that's, yeah, because that's got the World Games match in it. That's just yeah. fantastic. What's lower than that? The next WCW one lower than that is at number 20 is WCW Great American Bash... 1989. What's the bottom? Uh, <laughs> brawl for all. Oh, Jesus. Oh, bunch of bastards. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more entertaining than any of the brawl for all. Um, I think it's, it's, like it's much more beyond that. Um, above the Great American Bash was WrestleMania 5. It's no WrestleMania. The WrestleMania 5, Great American Bash, Starcade 83, and then it's Halloween Havoc uh, 96. Uh, I think it's going to go second last. <laughs> then it's WCW World War Three ninety five, and then WCW Battle Ball The Lethal Lottery, and there's Brawl for All. Uh, it feels harsh putting it like second to last, but it's it's no better than anything that's above it. Don't think so. What do you reckon, Al? Um, sorry, what was the one after Brawl for All? Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, the ba- Battle Ball Lethal Lottery. No, you see, I quite like them Lethal Lottery shows. There we go. Uh, number 24, then. Number 24. Jeez. 24. Right, okay. It feels harsh, but when you kind of put it against the other shows... Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Because, like, I, I, I feel, always feel really bad because, like, all the WCWs at the bottom. <laughs> To be honest, the shows we've looked at deserve to be where they are. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, we, we purposely kind of picked on a lot of crap WCW. You know what I mean? I would say purposely, it's just to keep pumping out crap and, you know... Well, I say, we, we watched the um, the 
like they say, the World Games match, purely because it has the World Games match, well, I still think it's amazing. One of the best gaming matches ever, that one. <laughs> the 92 one, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's like, it's never, nowhere near the top 10. Nowhere near the top 10, but yeah. We'll yeah find, one, day, the one day they'll get there. One day they'll yeah. make it. The, the plucky little WCW company. Oh, yeah. We'll get there. Crack into the, to the Conquista top 10. It will. It will. Yeah. Anyway, whose yes. choice is it next? I believe it's Al's. He announced his pick last week, didn't he? But I can't remember what it was. I remember what it was, but you know what? I mean, uh, all this has got me in the mood for a Vince Russo swerve. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh wow. No. Just been, we've just Love been it. sitting here going, oh, it wasn't really that bad. <laughs> oh, no. So, can't wait for now. My pick was WrestleMania 7. WrestleMania yes, 7? Yeah. yeah, but I yeah. Think, think we're going to add two on to that. Oh no! No, we can't do WrestleMania Nine. But why can't we? Because I, I've always said it has to be either our final show or it has to be our live show. Because it's oh. so, it's so important in the whole Sorry, grand scheme of things. For a minute, when he said, "I think we're going to have to add two onto that," I thought we were going to do WrestleMania twenty-seven, and I was freaking out. Does <laughs> <Is> that work? <laughs> that might actually be. You know, you've gone from one terrible. Well, a seven, I would just about be okay with. <laughs> But I was like, oh no. I didn't even consider that. <laughs> I, I, I would take nine over 27 any day of the week. So would I, actually, at <laughs> this rate, yeah. No, I, I really think we should save nine for something special. Okay. I don't think like, it's as bad as you think it is. It is. I, <laughs> no, I, start, I actually started watching it the other night with Kyle, and I was like, kind of going, yeah, get this. Because he, he quite likes Randy Savage, and I was like, here's your best Randy Savage entrance. <laughs> like, you know, being fed grapes. And then he, then he saw, like, then he was like, who's the old man on the camel? <laughs> well, when, he was seen, um, when he was seeing Randy Savage's entrance, did he not ask what a vest, what's a vest, I can't say, a vestial virgin was? <laughs> Because that's what Jim Ross described it as he's coming down the aisle. He's he's had all, he's had all the talks. Carl, I think he's had was, all the talks. I think he was too too busy asking what an El Gigante was. <laughs> we'll just go back to Virgin Sun, it's easier. Um, <laughs> right. right. So, I'm not so, allowed nine. Oh, man, I, I got off the idea of 27 even. Oh. <laughs> Right. Come on, Al. Let's be sort of pull another show out of the, the Al index. Oh, of course, of course I can. Um, right. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'll just keep doing shit ones. Um, no. <laughs> what did we do before this one again? The Rumble 2000 before this one. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Okay, that was all right, wasn't it? Because we're doing one a month for the last three months. It's I know. amazing. Oh, so I've got a nosebleed. <laughs> right, so, right, right, right. I'll, I'll, it's got to be WF because it's. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. okay. And. Maybe I should just stick with. Uh, oh, well, I've done ten, haven't we? We done WrestleMania ten. Yeah. Yep. I think have we done WrestleMania eight? I seem to think we have. We yeah, have. That's yeah. the number one pay per yeah. That's still the best pay per view of all time, according to our league table. Seventeen's yeah. another one that you want to save for something WrestleMania seventeen. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. Well. That's why. Yeah, seventeen's good. So part of me thinks, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Right. Um, we've done the last WCW show today. Yep. Yeah. We're going to do the first WWE show, WF show. Oh. Ooh. Now, when you say the first WWF show, what do you mean by that, Al? Because there's well, the... of course. Um, oh, you know what? You know what? Yeah, we're going to do that one, Ewan. We're going to do the first WF pay-per-view. Oh, okay. 
which is a wrestling classic from yes the wrestling wow. from from when 1985 from, from the Rosemary Horizon it's wrestling the, classic now the reason why it's called the wrestling classic is it is a one night tournament yeah oh well, actually, I said before King of the Ring. I think there was a King of the Ring that year. There was but... one unofficially, yeah. but the first one was the year after this. But this is a one-night single elimination tournament, and the winner, I don't remember what they won. <laughs> <laughs> what did they win? The contract? The Prestige. That's right, it was for the Prestige, because there was an actual, there was an actual WWF title match on the card that was completely separate. What's the, oh, the rest of it, here we go, from the Rosemont, Illinois, the Rosemont Horizon yes. in Chicago. Here we are, right, so what's this? Oh, that's some a good. Sixteen-man tournament dubbed the Wrestling Classic. Right, okay. Some decent names in there. Ah, your commentators: Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. That bodes hey. well. Um, this, is, this is right in our wheelhouse. Come on. Oh, oh yeah. We've got a Hogan versus Piper. Yep. Title match. Oh, that's, oh, actually, Al, this, this might be. I don't think any match. Is above ten minutes. <laughs> no, it's not actually. And one match goes precisely nine seconds. Can't wait for this. He's on. He's on national anthem spot. <laughs> ah, what happened in that one? Oh, this now, may actually be. This looks quite cool, actually. This looks kind of fun, right? I remember reading about this maybe in about ninety eight, ninety nine. I'm like, oh god, I didn't know this existed. Right, yeah. went on eBay. Found someone who copied the tape from American VHS something. <laughs> wow, sweet! It's, it's not the best copy in the world, but I remember sitting watching yeah, going, "Oh, this is amazing!" I don't <laughs> even remember this being like the old uh, Coliseum video or anything. No, but not in England. It wasn't released yeah. in England. Um, like Royal Rumble '88, I did the same for that. I had to uh, get it copied from American, and like I said, it was jumping all over the place. Like, but oh, can I imagine? But it was nuts, the man. Yeah. Only way to watch that rumble, I was like, I'll sit through it. I've still got the tape actually. I was like, I'll sit through it because I want to <laughs> see. Of course he has. Of course he's yeah. still got the tape. <laughs> of course he has. I think that's well, still got. Uh, still what a treat the for the next show. Yeah. Absolutely. That, to be fair, that's it. it's it's not. I say it's not even the earliest show we've ever done. No, it's not. Uh, this one might be interesting just from a historical point of view. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, this might be quite cool, actually. I'm looking at this. So, yeah. All right, I, this will be quite I, cool. I liked it. It's not going to get massive stars because there's no classic matches. Oh, no, but... but I've, it's I've a been... one-night little thing. I quite enjoyed it. Mm. It's quite ironic how you've picked this match or this show on the same year that WWE have decided that they wanted their own version with the G1 Climax. Unfortunately, with the Cruiserweight division, unfortunately, with a champion who can't get into the country, unfortunately, <laughs> people who don't give a fuck... Yeah, <laughs> uh, including, cool. one man they, including one man they fired, and he's still going to come wrestle. <laughs> yeah, I know. Push. Is that Rockstar? Uh, yeah, 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 the yeah, Rockstar yeah. squad. <laughs> that whole thing was that day, like with the people getting like the announcers, people getting like released was like so weird. It was strange. Although I do hold out hope for the revival showing up in AEW. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, have you seen um, Have you seen the tag team name that they've um, yes reg- registered themselves? Yes. So they're probably going to turn up under that name. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Oh. Sorry, Al? What's, what? No, I haven't seen. What's the name? Uh, the Revolt. Oh, okay. Rather than yeah. The Revival. That's it's probably. better than the fucking Viking Experience or whatever they came in oh, as. Oh, stupid. Are they, they still bumping around? They're still bumping around, but Sarah Logan, who got released uh, last week, is the wife of oh. uh, one of the Viking Experience. Mm. And there's all the talk of her coming back. 
So it's like, oh, I wonder why. Yeah. Mm. You've already employed her husband. Um, it's, it's just like the... Um, because they were just hoovering people up to stop them going to AEW. It's just yeah. Like, yeah. That's it, yeah. But the timing of it is so horrifically bad, it's not even funny. It, it's, it's bad when that you consider that this, this company has $500 million in the bank just yeah. sitting there. Yeah. The XFL, yeah. they filed for bankruptcy, so that's that all written off. Well, oh, out. Was, yeah, they've only played four games or eight games or something, weren't they? Four games, something like that. Yeah, like all the um, the money they saved from the from the wages the people they released would pay for the two Goldberg matches in Saudi Arabia and WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, this is this is why I don't give this company any attention, my money, or anything because they don't deserve it because of how they act. If the WWE Network didn't have all the old stuff on I would probably stop paying for it but because it's got the old stuff on then yeah. I like watching that and that's mm. the kind of which dilemma is, I am a bit like which mm. is fine I, I get yeah. that I just I like, can't personally that, I can't bring um, myself to do it that is documentary yeah. about uh, him coming back is really good yeah that's what's so annoying about the company like, the, 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 like Vince will do that kind of stuff and then like that the, the Edge of the Second Mountain is like a really good wrestling documentary can I do just say uh, cracking show I hated it just match at WrestleMania. Everyone did. Yeah. <laughs> well, by the fact it went on for 45 minutes. <laughs> Second longest match in WrestleMania history. That's wow. ridiculous. Yep. Oh, I was going to say what's the first, but now I remembered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was no Firefly Funhouse. No, it would, God. It would have been good if it had about 15 minutes cut out of it or something. I, yeah. I have no idea why they thought that was a good idea to go that long. Because they had to fill time. They had to fill well, the time because they went over two nights. It's ridiculous. I hope that's not a permanent thing they're planning to do. Yeah, I know. If it did two hours each night... They'll never do that, Phil. No, but that would no. make sense. You know what I mean? Because it's what, you know, it's like ends up being like a five-hour show with a pre-show and everything yeah, on one night. Four hours each night was too much. and then Cutting it like three hours per night. Yeah, two and a half, just... three hours would make sense. But... It's just going to blow out to being like four hours each night, and then it's like it's just not too much. WWE WrestleMania is no New Japan Wrestle Kingdom. No, or it's or indeed Shug's Who's Party. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. So wow. Ah, way to finish. I know. So yeah. we're living in a very strange world at the moment. Yeah, well, I appreciated the um, everybody coming out for the Conquista clap on Thursday. That was nice. It yeah, was good, uh, yeah, it was good to hear, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. What a response uh, I, from our fans. <laughs> you mean Kevin? Yes. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Kev. Thanks, Kev. Appreciate it. Wee. Checks in the bill. Thanks for the conquista clap. Oh, but Derek as well. Derek listens as well. Oh, Derek, yeah, yeah. yeah, Derek as well. We can't Derek forget Derek. As well. can't, yeah. yeah, we can't forget Derek. So, next time, the WWF Wrestling Classic. Yeah. Yay! I'm looking forward to this one actually. Oh, yeah. good. Oh, oh and um, you in can all follow seriousness, on, follow us on uh, Instagram now as well. It's oh yes. yeah. Um, but I think what well, Phil's in charge of the Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Um, are we both in charge of the Twitter account? Everyone's got the password, so we can just go nuts. Yeah, the, the, the Twitter account's locked into my phone, so it kind of buzzes on my phone whenever anything comes up on it. So I've just been oh, answering that. I'm in charge of the carrier pigeon account. Yes, <laughs> I'll look after to pigeons. I'll look so, after uh, catering. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, if you want to get in touch with the catering. keys, of course, via the, uh, the the natural method of pigeon, 
then Alan is your man. Yeah. If any lasagna opinions, then through to Alan via Carrier Vision. <laughs> I thought for a minute when he was getting lasagna at the start, it was going to be Findus, but uh, no. nope. It's not. It's just Alan. Does Findus still exist? Yeah, pretty sure. I don't remember must, the, must the, the old red boxes for Findus. I'm sure my age now, but I don't remember the, 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 the old red style of box. Yeah, they still yeah. sell um, crispy pancakes. I had one of those recently. They're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you can't knock up a crispy pancake. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? I wish Twizzlers was still a thing. Damn you, Jamie Oliver. Yeah, they were nice. They were nice. They were like, God you know knows what was it. that was still nice? What? Turkey drumsticks. I had those last yep. week. Mm. Yeah. I had turkey dinosaurs last week. It was a great. Plastic packet. Oh, turkey dinosaurs, man. Yeah, Bernard Matthews, turkey dinosaurs. I'm Love them. Finish the episode with a, a 30 second highlight package. <laughs> Should I do yeah, that? I'm just, I'm just all going, I've got my lasagna. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that over the, uh, over the music now. I'll cut together like a closing montage of the. Uh, yeah, here's what happened in tonight's Conquistadors. Here's what went down. We'll be bought out by someone bigger tomorrow. We'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get bought out by the rest of the podcast or something. I don't know. Bam Bam Bigelow against um, Sean Stasia, you got it on Nitro and you got it the uh, on Thunder. Of course so, we did. That's oh, wow. Sure. So nice to have it three times in one week. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> what a way to finish. Yeah, I'd imagine in the actual podcast you'd be playing the, the outro music underneath all this, yeah? Yeah, yeah we've been playing for about a good five minutes under the loop, I think. You probably, yeah. <laughs> yes, just like that. It's almost like, I'll just seem to the job. Thank mm-hmm. you.
you're going to Bangtown. <laughs>